Welcome in, everyone. Marty Jenkins here alongside my man, Alvin Reed, College Football Connection. It is good to be back with you guys. And I was telling Alvin as we were walking in the building, you know, it's been about a a year since we've done this. And, uh, you know, time flies. Time flies, Alvin. Well, man, you know... A certain thing happened involving my college basketball team over the past year mm. that uh, we, you know, I know that folk around here don't want to discuss, but it kind of made the spring go by fast. What can I tell you? Well, you know, <laughs> we have a lot. We have uh, some loyal listeners out there, and you know, and a lot of them are, are rock chalk fans. So, so uh, fill us in. Where were you at when they cut down the nets? I was in a place in uh, downtown Kirkwood. Okay. Okay. And. Um, it was a Monday, as you know, it was a Monday night, and literally the place had cleared out, and uh, it was one table of KU fans, and they had, had, had left. I think they may have given up at halftime. I don't want to say that. We're two of us sitting there just watching it, and uh, Mo, hey, me and you, national championship, we watched it. And um, so anyway, cool, but hey, man, you're going to be talking about my football team. This year, we're going to be talking about my football team a little bit, a little bit. I ain't got no delusions of grandeur. All right. Well, let's just you. Uh, that's a nice segue. We'll get into the, the meat and potatoes and the sexy matchups in a few minutes. But we will start right there. You just told me before we got on air, you're going down to the Lawrence annual tailgate thing. You're leaving what, Thursday morning? You said? I'm leaving Friday morning. Friday morning. Yeah, we play Friday night. I like that. Would this will be the second year in a row we started on Friday night? So I, I like that. Right, and it, and it's not just the second year. You do that a lot of years, don't you? Um, Open on Friday nights? Actually, this is um, like about five years ago we played on a Friday night. I remember that. Who was that against? I forgot who we played. Okay. I was there, okay, and then last year uh, was a Friday night. But didn't you all open against – who was the sexy uh, – hmm team a few years ago that almost went undefeated coastal carolina coastal carolina right. that was a friday night right that was a friday night <laughs> yeah. yes yes <laughs> and i think kansas covered that game yeah we did cover and they that was the covid year yeah they got killed in the game but they still covered we covered right yeah that was that was the covid year mm. all right rock chalk i told you a second ago before we jumped mm. on DraftKings had an article out on them mm. over two and a half wins they say I'm not. I'm going to stay away from the word lock because that gets me in trouble. But they said there's a strong chance they're going to hit that over two and a half. And I did a little digging. You're the KU guy. Uh, I like Leopold. Nice quarterback in Daniels. Uh, you got a nice running back. Um, but Alvin, I love you, man, and I, and I hope Kansas does well. He inherited a mess. I think it only goes up from here. But yeah, I'm going to go three. I'm going to go over. I got Tennessee Tech, Duke. And just like last year against Texas, they're going to find another win. So I really like over two and a half for them this year at even money. Yeah, I, well, I agree with you. And I I, and I I will tell you that I honestly. Folks, he's pulling out all of his draft slips I, I, right I got, now. I got some <laughs> slips in front of me. like Because you know how it is, man. I'm, I'm not, you know, I was on it early. And I wanted to look and see when I, when I, I made that one, July 2nd. Oh, wow. I, I, I'm telling you, like I said, when when it came out, when they posted. Is that when they came out? Yeah, br- right right then. And they said that when they posted it, I said like two and a half. All right, well, I'm getting on that. Because you never know. Like, man, you know, half, it could be another something quarterback, everybody on the team transfers. Right, right. You know, something like that. So I, so I want to get my two and a half now. Right. right I, I'm double checking real quick. Is that game at Durham or is that in Lawrence against Duke? Uh, that's in Lawrence. Okay, so then you got Tennessee Tech and Duke at home. Right. You're gonna you're gonna win those games. Yeah, um, they're twenty seven and a half, twenty eight point favorites against Tennessee. I, I didn't mm-hmm. research that game. 
I don't know anything about Tennessee Tech. Did you put action on that one as well? I am I am going to. I will tell you that I have a preferred. They had not posted it yet. Um, and But when I get to Kansas, uh-huh. all right, we get out to – I know you guys out there listening. We'll get out to, to these real games in just a second. We got some but, right, Kansas but, uh, but, but um when I get to Kansas, tomorrow, September 1st, is the soft opening of legalized sportsbook gambling in Kansas. Oh, boy. You will be able to do it online as long as you ping off of a Kansas, Kansas. cell tower. Yeah. But also there will be four – um, you know, like uh, whatever we call them now, like land site, brick and mortar sites. Mm-hmm. And one is their Hollywood Casino in Kansas City, Kansas. So I'm going to travel that route and uh, make a bet on the KU Jayhawks in Kansas yep. so I can just pick my money up and uh, drive on back to St. Louis. Cha-ching. Yeah. So they, they need to cover. That's a lot of points. I, I, I really have to think about that one because it was set at 28, and that's a lot of points. I, I mean, Maybe you know. You want to stay away from that one. Man, yeah, that's that's a lot of points. But something you guys do not want to stay away from, and Alvin and I are on board with this, and a lot of other people are, is over two and a half wins this year for the Jayhawks. And I'm going to mark that down. Last year I was 40 and 34 against the spread. Mm-hmm. Alvin's going to keep track of his this year. Over two and a half wins. For the Jayhawks. Now, one more thing before we move on to the real matchups. Um, and I know we haven't even started this season yet. Well, technically we have. Um, but I was looking at, at Kansas, and, you know, they got some three stars coming in. You always got the transfers. But I would think regardless of what happens this year, it'll be year three for him next year. And you're going to have a good quarterback back and a good running back back. You know, next year, I think, and this is a long way from now, the goal entering the season next year has got to be you elevate to maybe the four or five wins. Would you agree with that? Yes, yes, you should. Okay. Well, well, and then schedule the former AD who was an idiot and Les Miles. The scheduling. I mean, why why are we playing Houston? You know, we're trying to rebuild our program. We play on the road at Houston mm-hmm. week four. Like, you know, just stupid stuff like that right. didn't help us out at all. So um, we should be all right. I mean, look, because of, one was because of uh, COVID, but at the same time, you know, it's first time that people on the team have had the same coaches for two spring footballs in a row for like five years. We were down yeah. to, we were down to thirty scholarship football players. You know, that's back up. Transfers helped. Kids from Buffalo uh came uh with yeah, the you had coach. a really big transfer. Who, big who was that that oh, came and in we, from a bigger school? And, and we are we are like in top fifteen transfers, you know, when they rank who did best I did not know in that. the portal. KU was like fifteen. And then like the ten teams ahead of us or like Alabama and Florida State and, you know, like SEC schools and Big Ten schools. Well, you know who's number one on that list, and they have been the last couple of years. He's killing it down in Lansing is Mel Gray. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he is killing it. But, yeah, you you know, a year from now, Alvin, you and I will be talking, you know, year three of the College Football Connection. Uh, aspirations for the Jayhawks at that point, you know, for you Jayhawk fans that are listening right now, it's got to be at least four wins heading into next year, maybe it, five. It has, it has to be four or five. Yeah. All right. Let's transition. And we got some big ones. There's always big ones in week one, headliner matchups. But as I look at, at the ones this year, the big headliner matchups, and there's two of them, I unfortunately, and as an Irish fan, I see them both being blowouts. You know, we got the big one at the shoe. And, you know, every year we have the preseason rankings, and Ohio State is always in the top five. They always are. But this is the year, and I've even seen the national pundits picking them 
over SEC teams to win it all because their offensive firepower is second to none. You know, you got C.J. Stroud. You know, you got Henderson at running back. And Jigba's one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the country. Got an awesome defense, best O-line in the country. Preseason expectations for the Buckeyes uh, have not been higher in quite some time. They're favored by 17-and-a-half against my favorite team, and I love what Freeman's doing. He's put together the number one recruiting class for 2023, despite a five-star dropping a couple weeks ago. Love Freeman and South Bend for several years. But Notre Dame this year, Alvin, I mean, they got a couple nice pieces. But in my opinion, this is their over-unders, eight-and-a-half. I think they're they're an eight-win team this year. Ohio State rolls in this one, Alvin. Over seven, excuse me, cover 17-and-a-half and under 58 and a half is my pick. I can see like a, uh, you know, 42 to 10 game. What you got? Marty. Oh, ye of little faith, baby. <laughs> Come on now. At about 930 on Saturday night, you're going to be riveted on that TV because it's going to be a one score game. Oh, I'm going to be riveted regardless. Right, it it, it wow. will be a one score game. Notre Dame will hang in there. I think you're underestimating the value of Marcus Freeman uh, coaching that bowl game last year. Yeah. That this is not his first game at the helm of that team. Yeah. He he, he got that experience. Mm-hmm. He got spring football. He got how many months to get ready? Long time. For Ohio State. <laughs> I Long was time. Like, Wait a minute now. We've had literally eight months to prepare for, for this. For his alma mater. Yeah. To prepare for this football game against my alma mater. Mm-hmm. Against the school that set me on the path. That got me this job. They play within 17 and a half, Marty. And he said, bullet board, uh, you know, bulletin board material the other day. The players know the point spread. Right. Right. And so, like, so, we, so they're like the score you said. I've seen scores like that from pundits. And I'm sure they're, you know, those kids at Notre Dame said, like, all right, Notre Dame football is going to go out here and get beat by 35 points. Notre Dame football is going to just get the dog walked on them. No. Yeah, you, you it, usually aren't on board with my Irish, but you I, like I, them to cover I like them to cover that 17 and a half. And it opened at 14 and a half, so people well, are all over the Buckeyes. And the thing is that when it opened that high, I immediately said, like, all right, there's some factors here that I just don't think people are weighing in. And one is one is tradition. Two, Notre Dame and Ohio State don't play that often. It ain't like, you know, like that Michigan thing where, like, they just, just – there was just hate in the air on every play. You know, this is going to be a football game, a week one football game. Mm -hmm. And if teams are not going to play to their highest standard, and I just think Notre Dame has more to prove than Ohio State does. By the way, 100 100, 100 gets you 1,200 if Notre Dame gets into the college football playoff. They're 12 to 1 to make it to the final four? Yeah, 12 to 1 to just make the final four. Yeah, that's a tough schedule. I understand that, but I'm just saying that, hey – that's another thing. Notre Dame says, we beat Ohio State. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, we're in the CFP. They have to work their way in. Does Notre Dame win the game? I don't think so. Does Notre Dame cover? Absolutely, yes. And they don't drop far in the rankings if they cover. Oh, not at all. And if you're going to lose in college football, lose early. First game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, and I'm sticking with my pick. I got the Bucks to cover in the under 58 and a half. But if you are right... And they lose by only 7 or 10, in my opinion, and it's the first game of the year, that's a hell of a win for the Irish. No, that's what I mean. It's And there's no, what do you say, that there's no such thing as, um, you know, like uh, any loss is a loss. But at the same time, no, they could, that will bolster the rest of their season. 
And I will say this, Alvin, last year there was a big one at the shoe in week two in Ohio State the lofty expectations, they sometimes crapped the bed. They got beat and stunned at home last year in week two to Oregon. Right. So. And got beat by Oregon. I mean, it wasn't like it was like Oregon ran up and down the field. Yeah. That'd be fun to be in Columbus for that game. That's going to be. That'd be uh, a tough ticket, man. It's a lot. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Oregon, uh, that was a good segue there. The other monster matchup, Alvin, um, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium is. The number eleven Oregon Ducks, and your defending national champions, number three Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Georgia, you know, got their quarterback back, who won the national title, best tight end in the country, Brock Powers, one of the best uh, running back cores in the country, best defense in the country in all areas, linebackers, you know, defensive backs. The list goes on. Uh, they're absolutely loaded, which I'm a little surprised they weren't two or one is defending national champions, but preseason rankings, a lot of people don't think that means anything anyways. Oregon, good offensive line. Auburn transfer, Bo Nix is in the mix now. He is the starting quarterback in Nike Town. Um, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this after we we dissect this matchup. I do think the Pac-12, I I tried to study this big. I don't know if that conference is going to be really up or really down this year, but I don't think there's anywhere in between. Um, But this game in particular... I like Georgia to cover the 17. Um, I just don't think Oregon can hang with them. Um, And I like the under 53 as well. What do you like? Okay. I heard of the uh, the director of the Peach Bowl uh, on one of the shows on ESPNU yesterday. And I guess that's who puts together these these two games in Atlanta, like the first week of the season. And he had some really interesting things. He said, you know, we made this game three years ago. So uh, Crystal Ball is coach at Oregon then, and now, you know, he's at Miami. Can't recall Oregon's coach, but he was at Georgia, recruited half this team, okay? And so he's going down there with his team, with, with, a, with a good Oregon team, with full knowledge mm-hmm. of what Georgia is bringing to the party. Yeah. And with a, you know, national championship ring, you know, on his finger. So I think you can get across to Oregon that you can beat Georgia in a football team. We're not going down here to get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. That being said, I do think Georgia covers the 17 because <laughs> I think Oregon is not the Oregon team that they had last year. Dan Lanning, first Dan season. Lanning, that's it. Yeah, all right. Uh, and I because the game is in Atlanta and it's a Georgia home game, I, I that's a long way to travel. Once again, Oregon has had all this time to get ready for this game, mm-hmm. and I think that will help. But at, but I think Georgia covers just because Georgia covers. Okay, you got Georgia as well, so I'll write that down. Um, do you have a feel, and I looked at this for a while. I, it's a tough call. Do you have a feel on that over-under at 53? Over. Okay. So Alvin's rolling with the dogs and over. Over 53, because I think Oregon can, I think Oregon can score. I don't. I don't think they can keep pace. But I don't look. Georgia's not bringing back the defense they had last year. No, they lost a lot. Still yeah. good, but they They're lost still a good, lot. But they, it ain't that defense. So I, yeah, I, I. I think the score goes over uh, fifty three. Real quick, going back to Notre Dame, I think it will be under fifty eight. I think that's oh. one reason. I think that's one reason that um, Notre Dame will jitters be, on both sides will, too. Maybe but yeah, and I, that's why I think Notre Dame will be in the game. No, I don't look. All Oregon has to do. All Notre Dame has to do. 
like throw the bomb on like the third play of the game and score a touchdown. Right. And then everybody's freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that's all you got to do is just like maybe get up in the game at some point. Just ask uh, Nebraska. Your boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched that game. I watched Ireland. that too, man. And I knew it was coming. Didn't you feel like it was coming? Yeah, I mean, how's he? How's he still coaching? I, I, the onside kick, and I said, "You watch." No, I said, "You watch." Northwest is going to drive right down this field and score a touchdown, and it's going to be on. And that's exactly what it was. Man, I've always liked Dan Fitzgerald. Me too. I, I want Notre Dame to go after him. He, he, he says he's not going to go anywhere. Well, yeah, you're comfy. You're comfy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, bad loss for Scott Frost and company. Yeah. There, uh, that that program is just—it's not good. Ireland, notwithstanding. No. Yeah. Um. So as a Pac-12 as a whole, Lincoln Riley, USC, top 10, Utah, more hype than they've ever had. Um, and then you got Oregon. You think one of those teams can get into the Final Four this year? If Utah, if Utah beats Florida in the Swamp, they could run the table. Yeah, that's a statement game. He's a hell of a coach, Whittingham. Yes. And I think that it's, you know, that's hard to imagine – a Utah team going undefeated. Yep. But what? Where? Once they get past that game, they can't beat USC. They can't beat UCLA. I'd have to look and see where that game is against USC. People are talking about Chip Kelly and UCLA and them like they're gonna play some football this oh, year, but they're gonna have to prove it to me. Yeah, That's yeah, they're gonna have to prove it. <laughs> right. And all these other teams hate their guts now because they're bolting on the Pac-12 and. Yeah, everything. Every game's gonna be a knockdown, drag out. That's part of Texas' problem over the last year. Is that man? These teams are fired up to play them because they just don't appreciate how they handled this business of moving to the SEC. And speaking of fired up, you know, and College Game Day had the special on this, and I don't know if you remember, but you know, it was last year that those Utah football members they were they were killed, killed. Right, and, and you know everybody on that team's carrying that with them. Right, and you know not that you need more motivation, but in but sports. inspiration comes from all sources, and tragedy is one of those. And I think that's something to be said about them carrying that with them and having a great season. Mm-hmm. That game, whew, that game's at Florida. Yeah, I knew that game's at Florida. Mm-hmm. Hot. Yeah, that'll be an interesting. You moment. know, humid. Mm-hmm. But if they win that one, Alvin, their schedule that. It's pretty favorable. That, that's what I'm saying. They could win all of their Pac-12 games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. Not under the radar, but I think this is my favorite uh, matchup of the weekend. You know, number 23, Cincy. They lost Desmond Ritter. You know, they lost Sauce Gardner. They lost a lot. They go to Fayetteville. Um, number 19, Arkansas. He's doing a hell of a job there, Pittman. Their best preseason ranking in quite some time. Arkansas six-point favorites. Great quarterback, K.J. Jefferson. Uh, you know, Heisman sleeper, in my opinion. Arkansas went 9-4 and four last year. Uh, he's a good coach. They got a great offensive line, great quarterback. Um, Cincinnati, on the other end, they lost a lot. They still got a great offensive line. Uh, the defense lost a lot. This is not my – I'm, I'm going to stay away from the word lock this year because it gets me in trouble. But I'm very confident that Arkansas covers this game because I think since he goes south and they take a big dip this year, I think Arkansas covers and it goes over 52. Uh, you, you wonder how Cincinnati did it last year. Cincinnati had, you know, Ritter, Sauce Gardner, seven other dudes have made NFL rosters apparently after final cuts. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. It was a lot of, you know, they had players on that team. Mm -hmm. All right. That's how they did it. 
Now, since he pumps out the good high school players, and uh, we, I, I'm telling you, I was an intern there in 1981, and and uh, Moeller was a coach of the school. What was uh, my man? He was a terrible Irish coach uh, in the uh, early 80s. Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Early 80s. All yeah, right. uh, I don't know. Uh, didn't didn't get much done, but he was high school coach at Moeller. They turned out a lot of lot of talent in that area, but it's Cincinnati, and Cincinnati can't turn it over as fast as some of these other. Bayer schools can. Mm-hmm. I like Arkansas um, in that game. I like Arkansas to cover. Arkansas, what, the Auburn game, you know, kid takes a safety and basically all, you know, like if he could, if he just gets out of the end zone, they punt. Yep. Uh, Auburn probably doesn't have, a, you know, enough time to score. I guess they needed to, you know, the number of points that they needed, but you gave them a free two points, then you punt, the clock stopped, and on and on and on and right. on. So, um yeah, they could have won 10 games last year. Uh-huh. And so I think Arkansas coverage. Game's in Fayetteville. It'll be fired up up there. And, Very you know, fired up. Yeah. And, and you know, no one will take Cincinnati lightly ever again because they deserve to be there. They've got a good coach. They've got a good program. But six and a half is a touchdown. I mean, you know, Cincinnati could have the ball down seven with two minutes left in the game. Yeah. And Arkansas gets a stop and they cover. So I'm not saying that they blow Cincinnati out. But Arkansas covers uh, the seven points. You got a feel on the over-under there? Or do you just want to stick with the point spread? Oh, I, I, I would probably go with the over on that one. I don't think he – like, Cincinnati definitely isn't bringing the defense that they did last year. Yeah. But, you know, you're hearing a lot about Arkansas and their quarterback and their offense. I ain't heard much about their defense. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was what was point total on the over on that one, Martin? So, let's see. Uh, that one. If memory serves, let me pull up my paper here. It is, and I'm taking over. It's 52. All right, I thought I had it down 53, but let's be exact. 52. All right. <clears throat> Depending I'm on the website. The over on that one, too. All right, you're rolling with the over. I wrote that down. Um, right. Speaking of which, and this is a lot of line movement, it's four points. It opened at plus one and a half, and now Utah is favored by two and a half. So that's moving Big time. And generally when that happens, that kind of scares me, and I would go the opposite way. But if you're the Gators, you're getting a field goal at home almost. True. And that's going to be a tough one. I'm staying away from the point spread on that one, but also the over-under has moved in that game big time too. It's dropped all the way down to 51. I'm staying away from the point spread, but I'm going the Utah-Florida game. I'm going to say it's over 51 points. You think Utah goes down there and wins? I think Utah does not go down there and win, but now this is a disrespect, okay? Yeah. Because I'm saying, like, Utah on the road. Uh-huh. Swamp. First game. Hot. Hot. Uh, human. <clears throat> Don't see it. But that's based on nothing. Let's let's base it on what teams did last year and what teams are bringing back. Utah should be the favorite. Yeah. But I guess I'm I literally I'm going with the underdog on this one. I, 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 You're first, taking the Gators to cover. Yes. And, and quite Probably frankly, I think, they, I think they win outright. But, uh, you know, they it, it'd be hard to lose and not cover uh, in that game. But at the same time, underdog or not. I think that's a good bet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been to Gainesville to see a game. Have you? No, no. I drove back from spring training one time, and that's clo- I was I. You kind of go through Gainesville on the way to like Atlanta, and then head back to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Didn't stop. Um, it was obviously it was March, so it was 
no football going on. They, right. they hadn't even started spring football. Well, no, they probably started spring football. That was it. Mm. All right. Here's my lock of the week. I said I was going to stay away from it, but I did pretty decent last year. No kiss of death. Um, and I got some friends that are Illini fans that listen. Um, and they roll Wyoming last week, but they go to Bloomington and they play a bad Hoosiers team this year, mm. in my opinion. I think mm. the Hoosiers are going to suck. They mm. lost a lot. I think the Illini got their quarterback in DeVito. Um, you know, they got a good running back. This game is over 46. And Indiana's favored by three. Folks, I think the Illini cover, they win outright, and it goes over 46 and a half. And I think the Illini this year, I, I don't, they're over unders five and a half. They could get to a bowl game. Um, you know, I like Bielema, but this one, folks, this is the one I'm most confident in, and that's the Illini to go to Bloomington and to cover the three. Illinois is one of those teams that I'm sorry, I will believe it when I see it. I think that the three points are telling us that don't be, don't, don't. Don't let the Wyoming fool you. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> like, dope. And Steve Miserani said, like, don't be confused. Right. No, no. I like I like Indiana at home. I like Indiana covering that three uh, against Illinois. Okay. Mm. Well, that'll be an interesting What was the point total on that one? The point total on that game, let me double check that one because I took it, uh, I took over 46 and a half. You got a feel on that? I do not. In okay. fact, I'm going to leave that one alone. Okay. All right. I'm not well, going to do it. You got the Hoosiers. Anymore. Yes, I got the Hoosiers covering that three. My Hoosiers, in terms of the basketball court, and we will get to that before we sign off today, Alvin, <laughs> because I haven't been more excited since. Well, we'll get to that. Right. Um, last game. Let's keep it local. M-I-Z. Shamanad boy. Starting quarterback. Brady Cook. Not sold on him, but. Young. Young. You know, he's going to get a rude awakening, I think. Uh, could be good <laughs> a year or two down the road. Um, they welcome in Louisiana Tech, and I was looking at their stuff. They're literally one of the worst teams in the country. Yes. Uh, I, it's not. They, you know, a couple, two, three years ago, they fielded a pretty good team, or mm-hmm, decent team. Mm-hmm. And all, all those players are gone. La Tech is one of those schools that, oh, yeah, where are your best players at? Uh, LSU and, mm-hmm. and, right, Transfer Portal. And, Marty, i got to tell you, and I think a lot of fans understand it now, there, there are guys that go, okay, because they're now, because they're second team, or I think I can start here, you know, the Louisiana Techs of the world lose starting players that didn't do anything except, you know, go from three-star to four-star and then just transfer to another school now. That's right. where they're at. Missouri covers. And if they don't, if they don't. <laughs> then it's going to be a long Yeah, year. uh-huh. I mean, right. they should be covering by the end of the first quarter. Right. I, I, Alvin likes MIZ as well. Um, and everybody be all hyped up because they'll, they'll run up the score on them and, oh, my God, Cook's the man, and yeah. we're going to go to the Cotton Bowl or this bowl or that, but we'll see. Yeah, and we'll see if there's more than 2,000 fans in Columbia for that. Uh, be, I, I, it'll, it'll be sad. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you it'll be sad. Man, I miss the glory days when they were, you know, hosting the Sooners and both teams were top five in well, the country. Well, you didn't even have to be top five. I, Iowa State could come here with be three and six. Pinkle there, full house. Full house. Iowa State brings fans, Bazoo. Everybody said, like, hey, it's a good knockdown, drag out, Big 12 football game of teams that used to be in the Big 8. You like him? You think he's there for several years and he brings them back to national prominence? I don't know. I honestly don't. I don't. 
I, I don't have a feel for what's really going on with Missouri's program right now. I right. do have a feel for the fact that they cashed that check from the SEC, mm-hmm. and that's it. That they, I honestly think that they underestimated what the fan base would think, what former players would think. It's great to be in the SEC, but you go into every season with no chance. And I want to hear about those first two years and, you know, like, or whatever. When yeah, nah, that, nah. You I, see what's been going on now for, for pretty much a decade, and it, it's not enough to get the fan base fired up. It just isn't. Well, we'll have a, we'll have a feel for them in a few weeks. Um, but I'm with you. Mizzou covers at 19 and a half. Excited to see Burden. He could be the SEC freshman of the year, Dark Horse. Yeah. You know, touchdown Luther, is that what they call him? Yeah, and, and you know, like, look, they'll get the ball in his hands all the time. Mm-hmm. But once again, what you do against Louisiana Tech ain't what you're going to do against Georgia and, and LSU. Right. I'm also going to go the under that game, too, uh, under 16 and a half. Um, but real quick, I wanted to touch on this because we do have – you know, a good amount of SEC and Mizzou fans um, that listen to this podcast. And Alvin, they are, um, they're over under this year is five and a half. Right. I'd... Okay. Now, I don't know how, how much you've looked into that. Um, I'm trying to pull up their schedule. Um, so their over under is five and a half. And obviously, give me one second because I'm pulling up their schedule. You got to win this weekend. You're going to. You're going to beat uh, Louisiana Tech. But then, you know, they go to Manhattan next week, and that's a good Kansas State team. Oh, they year. lose at Manhattan. Not because they're a bad football team, but because Manhattan, uh, because K-State's got a good football team. They do. And what? Have not played Missouri since Missouri left the conference. Man, it's been that long? I think so. Wow. And I got news for you. Jam packed. In Manhattan oh, for that game? Oh, they're, they're, well, there's nothing else to do. It should be. <laughs> I know. But Missouri covered the town. That'll be a nice one. Because you, you got Mizzou fans living in Manhattan, too. Oh, Some of them sprinkled around. in. But I'm just saying that Mizzou is going to walk into a buzzsaw. That they're going to have a tough day. Yeah, and I'll be interested to see the point spread on that one. Yeah, I never, I never thought about that, and that gets a good crowd in Manhattan, regardless. That they, they, they oh, come out for those games. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, they, you know, they don't play to capacity every week, depending on who they're playing. Oh, but they will when Missouri comes to town. You've probably seen a lot of games there, haven't you? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I've never been there. Yeah, I've, I've been there, but I haven't seen a game. I've, there. I've seen a few that we didn't, you know, that KU didn't play in. Uh, um, Abilene Christian, you win that in Columbia. That's two wins. That's two. You get smoked at Auburn. Two and you, two. You get smoked at home against Georgia. Two and three. You get smoked in the swamp. Two and four. Now, this is an interesting one. They just put up a bunch of points this, this weekend. This You should beat Vanderbilt at home, right? Yeah, you should. Okay, well, let's three give them a dub on that one. Right. That's three, right? Three and four. South Carolina's good this year. You lose in Columbia. That down there, yeah. That Columbia. That yeah. Columbia, three and five, yeah. You host a top 20 team in Kentucky. You lose that one. You should. You should. Now, that could be the one that maybe pull up. But now we're at three and six. Let's even go best case scenario and say they're at four and five. You go to you go to Tennessee. You'll probably lose that one. It's a tough place to play. Yes, you lose at Tennessee because Tennessee's tr- getting it back together again. You smoke New Mexico State at home. Yeah. And then you lose to Arkansas. So I think we got them at best case scenario, five wins. Yes. 
So I think if I was, and this is for entertainment purposes only for me, but if I'm betting this year, you know, I'll take the under on five and a half. Right, and you you, you, you threw him a bone, and I said, like, okay, if I get him at four, then I'm, I am going to give him one because yep. between Kentucky, uh, you know, maybe at Tennessee, you know, maybe let's say that they do pull just a flat-out upset, okay? Okay. But that only gets them to five. So I had a gimme in there, too. Four solid, give him one gimme, but you're still just at five. All right. Man, that, uh, that 35 minutes flew by. Um, Alvin, um, do the dogs repeat? No. I agree. I take the Buckeyes over Clemson is, is what I came out with after doing some research. I, 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 Clemson, no SEC team in the title game. I, I had Clemson in my uh, Final Four as well. And this will be the, this, this will be the death, death nail of the uh, four-team college football playoff because you can already sense that this is ridiculous. Like, okay, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Every year. Every year. Every year. And Cincinnati got in, all right? And Cincinnati didn't Cincinnati didn't play any poorly than uh, Notre Dame did. You know, they both got blown out. So, and, and you know, Cincinnati beat – well, Notre Dame didn't get in. Who did uh, – who did um, – Last year? Last year. Who was the fourth team? Georgia, Cincinnati, um, – yeah. Alabama, Bama. Georgia, Alabama, and uh, uh, Ohio State. Okay, all right. And so, you know, two teams got blown out, and one was Cincinnati. All right, but we enjoyed seeing Cincinnati in there. People are going to say, like, wait, we need to go to eight. We need to go to eight as soon as possible, and then we need to get to sixteen as soon as possible. And then the only way people are going to sign off on these humongous conferences is if you got a shot to be in. Right. Right. And I'd say, if you're not in a Power Five, I would have created my own football tournament a long time ago. I would have said, like, hey, man, forget y'all. We're just going to do our thing. We're going to sell our own rights. We're going to have our own tournament. Right. So you guys, you know, Power Five teams play each other in meaningless bowl games while everybody waits for the, your Final Four. And in the meantime, we're going to play a, a, a tournament tournament yeah, with, with good schools that fill up their stadiums. Mm-hmm. So that day is coming. We're going to 16, but we got to get to eight as soon as possible. Well... Eight would be awesome. Um, I would even love to see the FCS style sixteen teams. No, no, I, no. I think we're, I think we're going to sixteen. And all right, Alabama is the number one uh, team in the nation. Mm-hmm. All right, do you have an AP top twenty-five there in front of you? Yeah, saying? I do. I do. All right, um, Alabama's number one. You know, number two is Georgia. Yeah, but who's sixteen? Sixteen. Uh, Wake Forest. Okay. Ask all the players on Wake Forest, would you like a chance to go to Tuscaloosa and play Alabama on the road in the first round of the national tournament? Mm-hmm. They would walk to that game. They because, walk, yeah. because they would say that if anybody thinks that we can't go in there and win that football game, and we're talking about whoever is ranked 16, you know, after, like, the regular season. So that means that they have earned their 16 spot. Right. Yeah, and people would watch that game. Mm-hmm. And then once you got, oh, how many upsets would there be? There'd be at least two, Marty. Oh, yeah. Where the lower-seeded team, team won on the road? Absolutely. I mean, eight plays nine, that's a tremendous football game. Yeah. So, yeah, the sooner they can get to 16, the better. Uh, and what do you think? Like, what? Um, they'll get to 16. Advertisers? Like- 
Won't pay top dollar for that? Oh, yeah, it'd be a dream, man. I mean, wait, you know, Big Ten, they're going to be billion-dollar contract, TV contract. They look at all the money that's made by the NCAA basketball tournament. Give me a break. They'd, they'd, they'd be lined up around the block. <laughs> they would be. To advertise on that. Yeah. Hey, before we sign off, I got a couple surprise teams. Utah, I already mentioned one of them, but we mentioned this before we started. I really like what Mel Gray is doing in East Lansing, and I think Michigan State, this could be the year where they don't. They'll beat Ohio State or Michigan, one of those two teams. Yes. Probably Michigan. Probably Michigan because they have Michigan, I think, at, at in Lansing mm-hmm. or in, in East Lansing. And that's the game that they're talking about nationally where that, okay, for all the talk, Jim Harbaugh, you know, you haven't accomplished everything you wanted to without, A, winning the national championship, but, B, they beat you. They win the state championship. Oh, yeah. People at, people at Ann Arbor aren't happy. I feel like they're beating Michigan every year, to be honest. Well, they gave them fits. Mm-hmm. Absolute uh, fits. So I mentioned the Hoosiers. They're preseason top 15 team. And you got a window now. You just won the Natty. You can be good the next several years if they don't win it all. You got yours last year, but I haven't had one since 87. Uh, They're good. They got Trace Jackson Davis. He's back. Everybody's back. They're preseason top 15. You know, it's the best sport in the world. You know, you never never know. They could make a run of the Final Four. They could get beat in the first round. Uh, But I am excited for Hoosiers basketball. Um, And I was wrong. I didn't think Woodson could get it done there, but he's getting it done. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll see you. I think it's December 1st. You going? Uh, I'm going to try. It's a tough ticket, probably. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I I do have some connections. Uh You know, like, I I might try to get in the building on that one because it's a Saturday. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's tough during the week. They win the Big 12? They should. Yeah. Even with what they have. I mean, they still have a pretty good basketball team coming back. Oh, yeah. You know. And, yeah, they got this kid, Grady Dick, coming in that's supposed to be a pretty good shooter. Yeah, obviously, he's true freshman. You never know what you're going to get from them. But I, they're gonna, they're bringing back a pretty good team. What's his name bolted to the NBA? The guy I really like, the white guy who shot a lot of threes. Oh, I yeah. Um, our bra- uh, um, oh, man, why am I drawing? Weird last name, yeah. but the dude can play, man. And uh, it would have been nice to have him back. He didn't back. shoot enough. I, I think he was a little overdrafted, though. He went in the first round, yeah, I think. Yeah, he went in the first round. I think he was a little overdrafted because he didn't shoot that much. Right. Now, you got to shoot in the NBA. You got to make your own shot, too. We'll see. Um, before we sign off, uh, we like having this at the end of every podcast. But, uh, you know, I think with the exception of, of the uh, – well, I still think it's going to be Braves-Dodgers. but And I don't like the Cardinals pitching. But they're playing good baseball. You think they can make a run in October? It all depends on their pitching. I think also you got to keep in mind that well, right now at San Diego and they've got Snell and, and Darvish and uh, Manea. You better pitch. Mm-hmm. And I've I've said all along, you know, like, hey, Wayne Wright throws a clunker in there in the in the first or second game. You're in real trouble. You're in trouble. So it's 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 down to that. But they're playing really good baseball right now. Flaherty's coming back, I heard soon. Yeah, I don't I I, I think Milwaukee's done, so I don't think they have to worry about, you know, the division. But then what happens after that? They they gotta keep playing the way that they have been playing. Yeah, I really crapped the bet on that and it, and, it, and you know, I thought Milwaukee was going to win the division. Well, then, if you told me six weeks ago, I would have said Milwaukee's going to win the division. And even after they traded Hayter and all that, I didn't think that was the end of the world because he wasn't getting nothing done anyway. Have you seen his numbers since he went yeah, out there? He's, he's horrible. A, a horrible disaster. And he's a new father, so maybe he ain't getting sleep. But I, 
We all been there. But, you know, and maybe he's got a nagging injury, you know, but That's, he just think, ain't right. I think something's wrong with him. Yeah. I really do. Because you don't fall off like that. Right. And I think Milwaukee knew something was wrong with him. Yeah. He ain't supposed to do that. I know. Yeah. But, yeah. My buddy Billy said that. Yeah. He said he's got to have something wrong, something with him wrong. that nobody doesn't uh, right. know about. Um, all right, man. Well, I'm hyped for these games this weekend. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to be sitting on my couch watching them. Where are you watching? At home? Oh, man. You know, I'm going to Lawrence. So. Oh, that's right. You're yeah. going to Lawrence. You're coming back Lawrence Saturday or then, Sunday? Oh, I'm, I'm going. Uh, I'm coming back Sunday morning. Okay. Uh, Got to meet with the coaches and stuff like that on Saturday morning. And then, just like I did a, a year ago, man, Saturday. I'll probably go out and watch some games. I'll watch games in my hotel room, but basically I'm just going to watch college football from from sun up to sundown. Where's your local spot? Mine's across the street at the Creve Court Post because you got a million TVs and it's solid food. Where's your spot? Is it in Kirkwood somewhere? I, I, I usually do like a, a little ice and fuel. Uh, um, there's a Circle 7. It's got a lot of TVs. and Circle 7's good. And, and, and you know, whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I bounce around. Right on. Yep. All right, man. Well, it's hard to believe it's been a year, but it was it was good seeing you again. I'm, hey, looking, I'm fired up, man. I'm looking forward to this season. We'll keep track of the picks. We appreciate every one of you guys listening on a weekly basis. Alvin, safe travels to Lawrence. And go Irish and go Jayhawks. There you go. I won money last year. You did? No, yeah. I mean, oh, you profited. All right. Well, that's a win, man. NFL and college. I won money. So, okay. We'll we'll see if we can top that. Well, before we sign off, because you just opened it up, tell me about your Cowboys this year. Oh, my God. I I can't say nothing about my Cowboys. The Cowboys Cowboys might go eight and eight. I was going to say nine nine and what? Nine and eight, 17 games. The Cowboys might go nine and eight. I like Dak and Ezekiel. What's their weakness? Ezekiel, man, he's done, man. <laughs> he's 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 that 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 rubber's off the tie. Man. He, he's gonna be on another team in the next year or two. Huh? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I feel bad for Dak though, man. He's a good quarterback. They got no receivers. Who's their best receiver this year? Well, C.D. Lamb, and then after that, he's they got good. me and you out there running around. <laughs> no, we they aren't that. But but no, is Michael come, Gallup still on that team. Yeah, but he's hurt. He, oh. he won't be back to probably like week three. If you know, and you do fantasy? No, you do not. Fantasy. No. All right, man. All good right, checking dude. in with you, man. Next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have Take a good one, Alvin. Safe right. travels. Thanks, man. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world class instructors, we're gonna pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.